Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Pamela Wilson. Pamela has uh, done incredibly powerful work in the last few years and I'm delighted to have her join us on the show today. Welcome, Pamela. I'm glad to be here. So one of the things I'm always interested in for our guests, uh, listeners, sorry, to hear from our guests is how their own particular awakening took place. So just tell us a bit about what happened for you. Um, I was 16 years ago sitting um, on a mountain with some friends in satsang, which is in a satsang with Nilam, and um, it was like a river of love started flowing from my heart uh, to Milam and to everyone there, and then somehow it sort of took um, the troubles along with it, and uh, there was this recognition that I wasn't my role, and I wasn't just my body, and I wasn't my personal history, and there was this enormous peace, which stabilized, and very happy to be living that still. So was this was this a, a spontaneous experience? It just happened. Yes, yes. It was just grace, as they say. And when you say satsang, I, I, I'm sure everybody's familiar with that word satsang, but probably are not really clear on what that actually is. So could you explain what satsang is? Yes, satsang is um, the first part of the word. Sat means truth, the truth of who we already are. And song is short for the gathering, the sangha that gathers together to honor what is, who we are, all the goodness. So it's a gathering of truth. Yes. And so when you're in that uh, gathering of truth with a group of people, obviously energetically creates an opportunity then for this connection to be made. Absolutely, yeah. The vibratory rate is often higher when we're with friends than just when we're alone. So it sounds, from the way you just described that, from what I understand and what I know about uh, spirit and, and connection, that you you sort of dissolved into the oneness to a certain degree. 
Yes, I just returned back to where I had never left, but it certainly felt I had left. <laughs> so, uh, so what I'm always interested in is having had that experience. How long would it have lasted? And it was very extreme for about two weeks, and then um, the ordinariness started to come to sit with this um, deep restfulness. And now, when I um, I can see it was also coming to return to its naturalness. So the mind, the conditioning, the emotions, even the personal history also wanted to come back to just being life itself. So obviously, as a result of this experience, there was a heightened sensitivity that you had in the world. So what was it like when that ordinariness came back? How did you manage that? Well, it actually was great fun because um, I remember one day I was walking along the street with my dog, and I was just um, the mystery walking along, and a couple came towards me, and they smiled and nodded and then walked by, and um, this mystery was so happy that it passed for human. So it was a great joy to have that, you know, to have it all, to be the mystery, the unknowable, and also this ordinary known. So you're talking here about um, a balance between living in this world and connecting to all that is. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's our gift to give this world is balance. So just talk a bit about, about that because clearly it's, it's probably the most important element of this discussion, isn't it? Yes. To me, balance is, is the substratum of everything. Um, each one of us is aware of the play of the polarities, the contrasts, you know, um, and that's what weaves an ordinary life. And but what we overlook is we're that which is holding everything and that we can just bring it all to rest just with our benevolent noticing and presence. Seems too easy. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so lovely is we notice the easy and the effort full, so that points to that we are something that's greater than and even simpler than ease or effort. So one of the, the biggest questions um, that I know listeners have, because obviously I, I work with people individually and, and uh, collectively, is the barriers that, that are between us in, in terms of uh, this connecting to the oneness and why is it that some people can make that connection and others, although they're even trying, if that's the right word, uh, seem to have barriers and blockages. How can you help our listeners understand what that is and how they can work through it? Yeah, well, the, the um, thought and our defenses will want to move against anything that's uncomfortable or feels unnatural. And that, now I call it an app, that movement of defending or um, protection or even the fixing app. So I just invite folks to just thank all their apps inside because it's the apps that are stirring the still water. It's nothing to do with who we are, but we were given everything in order to play the game and, and be safe and um, create. 
some of it is just too enthusiastic, so we need to invite it all to rest. So when you say apps, you mean you mean like applications on a, in a on a computer system? Exactly. And so I'm interested in using the word that when we feel stirred up and, and grumbly and all that, that's actually us being over-enthusiastic or our body or our well, mind? Well, if something is moving to protect or edit or enhance, yeah? Yeah, 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 no, Yeah, do. so here's this clear awareness that we are, each one of us is, is already pure being, completely formless, not subject to death. We're just this dancing creativity and joy. Now, because each one of us is such a treasure, we're going to be defended. Yeah? Yeah. Now, the defenses, they haven't updated their files on us for probably millennia. So we, we need to help those apps or those movements to protect. We need to help them discern a little bit. And how do we do that? How, how do we actually bring those over-enthusiastic thoughts or feelings in the body, how do we bring them to that place of stillness? Yeah. Now, you don't have to attend to the details. That's where we're going to get trapped. But notice the generic functions from moment to moment. There'll be a protective function or a comparing function or, a, you know, defense or who knows what will move. And just notice that you are that which is aware of it and we can also notice that most of the movements, at least half of them, are suffering. So they're actually asking for us to permeate and soothe as compassion. And that dissolves everything back into naturalness. And the other piece of the puzzle that seems to be very significant right now is people's minds being overactive and having challenges sleeping and having challenges being focused uh, in what they're attempting to do. So yeah. how, how, do we, how do we go about bringing the mind to stillness? Well, it's very simple. The only thing that the mind deeply, truly resonates with is respect. So if we honor our mind, because our mind is always showing us its infinite nature, infinite thought, infinite functions, infinite points of view... And if we really honor that it also is nature itself, then it starts to rest. Okay, I'm just getting my head around that a little bit, getting my mind around it. <laughs> so simply by acknowledging and respecting the mind, it starts to relax yes. nat naturally. Yes, because if you really look into the essence of the mind... It's an immeasurable intelligence. It's all creative. It's extremely functional. Its nature is service itself. It actually has a deep, worried love for the embodiment and for the innocence within the embodiment. And that's what makes it tense. So when we honor its givingness and its remarkable intelligence, and there's an instant relaxation in what we call mind. And then the mind serves us in a broader perspective, in a broader context? Yeah, we want it to uncontain itself because the other pressure it has other than um, a deep concern about our well-being 
It has a misunderstanding that we're subject to death, so that's going to keep it agitated. But also, it's contained itself, and that was just a misunderstanding from school, to focus, to function. So so our, our educational system then has created that container for the mind? Yeah, out of a misunderstanding about the nature of pure intelligence. Pure intelligence can function beautifully when it's relaxed and open. It can even have a, a notably keener awareness when it's relaxed rather than when it's contained or focused or tight. Thank you. We're coming up to our first break, Pamela, and we'll take that now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tongue and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with Inspired Intuition hosts Beth Porozhik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive, creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com, where all of the radio shows are archived. And uh, going right back to the first show four years ago, and I learned from Brandy, uh, my producer, last week, that we have listeners in over 100 different countries, and that the shows that were recorded way back in 2009 are still being listened to, which is extremely encouraging. So I thank you the listeners for really engaging in, in the work that we're doing with this show. And also to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, which is what we are all on. 
and the Ambassadors of Light program, and we have a class actually on Thursday this week at 5.30, where I try to keep everyone up to date with what is happening in the world, uh, our world of spiritual awakening and awareness and consciousness. I have with me today Pamela Wilson, and Pamela was giving us a really interesting and clear insight before the break about the mind and how it functions and how by honoring it and respecting it, it will relax and actually broaden its perspective with us. Now, Pamela, you said, you said one thing that I want to come back to, and that is a, a misunderstanding around the fact that the mind is, or well, we are subjected to death, uh, and that's, that's a, a tension that's created. Can you explain more about that? Yeah, there's a, um, the great myth of death. Um, needs to say will burden the body and the mind and the emotions and even this innocent presence that we are. So it's a great myth. Of course, form does die and it um, changes. However, that which animates the body and even the true nature of the body, which is the five elements, they are eternal. So you can show your body and your mind that their essence is eternal, and then there's a notably deeper relaxation. So let's let's uh, let's look at the body for a moment, because the body itself is not eternal, but its essence is. Yes. What is the difference then? How, can you can you explain to the as if you were talking to our bodies right now? Yeah. What is the difference to the body for? its form, which it has created for us to live in this world today, and its essence that continues forever. Yeah. So, you know, our world is woven of opposites, yeah, and it's animated by oneness. So the opposites and oneness are are completely unified always. So the body, when it can notice that it's also pure intelligence and also pure presence, and that it's not subject to death, and yet its form apparently dies, then the body relaxes because it also can notice, ah, I die and I do not die. And then there's peace. Wow. So the other piece about the body then... um in my understanding and the work that I do is that the body is always attempting to inform us of areas that we need to pay attention to or relax into. Can you talk a bit about that? Oh, yeah. The body has a, just the way the mind does, the body has an immeasurable ancient intelligence. It's nature itself, it's life itself, and it's, you know, prior to the intellect, and since it is the five elements, it's aware, deeply, deeply aware of that which is real and that which is conditioned or unreal. And it always gives us hints, you know, and invitations from moment to moment to notice what is. So when someone is suffering from, say, let's say a major illness or disease, let's take cancer as an example, uh, the body is in some way indicating that, that, that it requires something from us or with us. Um, so how do you then encourage someone who is apparently suffering in that fairly significant way, whether we believe uh, we cross over in depth to something else or not, it still can be quite a painful experience for those people and their families. 
So, so what are you saying to those people in terms of their lives and the fu- and their futures? Yeah. So, really, the the deepest, deepest, most reassuring truth is there is no death. That loved ones will not be lost, and that this uniqueness that everyone is also cannot be lost. So that allows everyone to relax. Yeah, the body, the mind, the innocent presence, yeah, the emotions. My father passed a year ago, and I heard his voice a few weeks afterwards, and he said very sort of, you know, intensely, because why don't they tell you there's no death? So it was such a beautiful moment where he even realized he no longer had a body in that moment, but he was alive and well. And in terms of that, that connection with him, did that just happen spontaneously, or were you in a, a meditation or a, a still place? No, he just popped right in. <laughs> <laughs> he found his, he found his moment. Right. And I, I, can we return to your question about friends that are... Um, you know, experiencing oh, physical pain and, and health challenges. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, I really want to honor the natural courage of people because physical pain is, needless to say, one of the strongest things to be with. Yes. There's going to be a natural movement to move away from it. And I would start with really honoring that movement that wants to distract you from the pain or sedate it or move away from it, because that is a natural movement, yeah? And to have compassion for yourself and to notice this amazing courageousness that allows itself to experience so extremely everything. I, uh, I I work with people with terminal cancer, and it and it just amazes me the courage that those people show, and they go through chemotherapy, radio therapy, all sorts of different mm-hmm. drugs, which really um, make the situation more complex and more challenging. And and the yeah. courage that people show is just remarkable, isn't it? It is remarkable. I mean, that is one of the divine qualities in all of us that's so overlooked. Is this natural courageousness and resilience? And it's really neat when you can sense or see that the person does drop into that place of relaxation and lets go of the worry and the anxiety, and actually the healing can take place. Wonderful, yes. You mentioned uh, earlier on about very, very briefly in, in just passing through about uh, conditioning, which. Uh, seems to have a, a major role in, in preventing people from having this this experience. So can you talk a bit about that? Well, conditioning is, is just, um, of course, there's positive conditioning, which nobody has a problem with, but the uncomfortable conditioning, the limiting, um, containing, um, sorrowful conditioning, we're going to notice that. And the reason we notice that is because we are compassion itself. And because we are absolute sensitivity and receptivity. So we'll notice the the remaining suffering in the embodiment or in the system or even 
uh, felt sense of it, the past in the body. And the invitation is not to figure it out or try and fix it, but to shine this warm-heartedness that we all are on the remaining suffering. Because none of it's personal, even though there is an app in the head that adds personal details. So just just clarify that for us, because that's obviously a critical piece. So you're basically saying then that whatever experience that we have, which is uncomfortable, is actually not ours. Exactly. So the sorrow is way too deep. The what I call divine frustration of being limited or contained or misunderstood, even it's way too deep. Yeah. Even hurt is is just immeasurable. So you start to see after a while, I am sitting with the group consciousness remaining suffering. And then there's actually more space to be with it. Because if it's not mine, and if it's all beings, then the heart rises to the moment. The heart rises to the moment. I love that. So we're actually coming up to our second break, Pamela. I'm going to take that break now, and I'm going to actually ask you when we return to talk a little bit more about the collective and, and the influence that that is having upon us at this time of what seems to be a big shake-up that's happening in the world. Yes. This is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. If you are looking to shift from struggle to a life of alignment with your deepest truth, you'll want to tune in to Thresholds to Awakening with host Sway Emily Spilkin. Our program will help you discover that your deepest challenges are not mistakes, but opportunities to become who you really are. Thresholds to Awakening. Enter your darkness to find your light. Where Sway speaks with spiritual luminaries, cutting-edge thought leaders, and experts in the field of transformation. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. 
Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I have with me today Pamela Wilson, who's giving us tremendous insight into the way we may want to live our lives from this moment forward. And Pamela, you, uh, let's, let's just get you to give us your uh, contact information, your uh, website, and perhaps some events that you've got coming up. Wonderful, Peter. So my website is Pamela satsang s-a-t-s-a-n-g dot com and there's just lots of invitations on there to come sit also an upcoming retreat at Ocean Resort that starts on July 13th um, through the 18th and I also give retreats in France in August regularly and all over the world and a retreat is a gift we give ourselves um
And everything and everyone are welcome? Everything? What does that mean? Well, meaning um, I've had friends sit with war and brutality and, um, you know, also relax deeper into an abiding pleasure from moment to moment. So whatever comes to sit with us, already this that we are has already welcomed it. There's always a welcome mat. Okay. And this uh, restless uh, nature of humanity that you just alluded to, I'd love you to talk a little bit about the collective and what your sense is of what's actually happening in the world today as there appears to be mass awakening across the globe taking place and, and, and how this all fits together. Yes, yes. See, it's all, you know, in our world of ever-changing phenomena, it was designed by um, the one to experience, um, you know, ages of enlightenment and also ages of um, more obscuration or suffering. And it's on its return back where it's unveiling everything. And it's just very wonderful to be alive now. I couldn't agree more. And so what you're also saying then is that when you go into satsang or when you go into the retreats, the very fact that that group of people is going into that place of rest and relaxation is actually having a, a significant impact on the collective. Absolutely. We're, you know, just noticing now that we've been transmitting, you know, stress effortlessly, but we forgot to notice that we can also transmit well-being and clarity and compassion effortlessly. And in terms of uh, the collective, what about Mother Earth herself, the planet itself? Oh, yeah. Well, she's always been just resting and welcoming and honoring everything equally and animating everything equally. So now it's, she's just inviting us to, hey, honor me back. <laughs> And how, and how do you and how do you do that? How do you honor how do you honor her back? Well, to notice that she's not an object, to know that she's a being as well. That that trees aren't objects to be used, and animals aren't objects to be used, and that everything is precious. Everything has equal value. It doesn't matter what form it takes or what function it has. Just talk to us a bit, Pamela, about gentleness and kindness. Yeah. Well, I love what the Dalai Lama says. He says, my religion is kindness. <laughs> now, this is a man that's cultivated wisdom for, you know, millions of years, and he's realized that that which transmutes anything that's conditioned or anything that's suffering back to its naturalness in no time at all is kindness, and I would add respect, because that's what everything is made of, tender presence, and everything is abiding as respect. So when we meet creation with itself, with tenderness and respect, it'll bow back. Thank you. I just want to return to a couple of uh, areas of life that I know people 
find challenging so you can help uh, in, in, in understanding or help them understand and, and move to this place of rest and relaxation. One of them is repeating patterns, whether that be in relationship, in job, in, in just in life in general, where someone keeps repeating the same pattern, which doesn't appear to be supporting their, their journey forward. What advice would you give to those people? Well, I have to say one day I noticed that within me because we're all the same, and I asked kind of the app or the conditioning, like, what's with that? You know, why do you keep repeating all these scenarios over and over? And it just it said, I'm hoping for a positive outcome. <laughs> is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you, to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews 
Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I have with me today... Pamela Wilson, and before the break, we were talking about repeating patterns. And the other question I wanted to ask Pamela was about projection, which seems to be another facet of human behavior and human nature that uh, that takes place often. Can you talk to us about projection? Well, projection is a highly creative, all-powerful function in the mind, and. Um, it's needed for role play. So part of the fun when we're just born is that we're this formless, pure potentiality and curiosity and bright, shiny intelligence and being. And then it wants to experience fully. Now, it can only experience fully, fully, fully in a Shakespearean way if it plays a role. Yeah? So... Projection is very helpful because here we are, this transparent, pure potentiality. A lot of the divine qualities haven't emerged yet. And then there's projection on us, this sort of clear screen, so to speak, of innocence by others and even by our own mind eventually that says, you're this, you're that, you like that, you don't like that, you're less than, you're more than. Now, that allows the role to be woven out of nothing. And then we wear the role, and then we also meet other people who also are playing the game, and they're wearing a role, and then thought starts to project on them as well. So, once again, we're back to can we just honor the mind for its stunning creativity and all the apps and just invite it to rest? Because then we're out of the uncomfortable play and just back into our naturalness, our responding from moment to moment. So we can still enjoy the play, but from a different perspective. Oh, absolutely, because you are the play. I mean, you're the tree and the mountain and the bird and the bug and the ocean and the whale. You might as well have some fun. So in saying that, then, uh, let me ask you what I think is probably a difficult question, and that is we started off the, the show today talking about your experience uh, of, of having that merging with the oneness. So I'd love you to uh, attempt to explain to our listeners, and to me actually, um, because I haven't had the experience of, of merging with the oneness and what that's actually like. <laughs> well, it's actually just noticing what is. Yeah, already. So when we were little, we we 
each one of us can remember those moments of just, you have to say oneness of that all is well, that connected, you know, that natural joy, you know. And what happens is we were trained to look through the lens of the mind. And there's also these beautiful apps in the head that filter perception so we're not overwhelmed, yeah? So we like those. Now, but we can notice if we relax our eyes a little bit, we can notice that um, all of nature has a pulse. All of nature is alive, and we're drawn to the presence of trees and mountains and and if we get curious about this natural resonance that we have to nature and beauty and even to the arts, and we look at resonance itself, it's only, only here resonance because we have a noticing and an affinity with what we are in another form in the form of music or a tree or a mountain or the ocean, so that we're always actually feeling a felt sense of oneness, and yet thought is louder, sensation is louder. So when we relax, there's always that sense of well-being, and that is the felt sense of oneness. And we just have way too high standards for all this it's really interesting, actually, you, you, the language you just used, because I, I had a remarkable experience just a couple of weeks ago where I um, observed a pulsing rainbow. And this rainbow pulsed for, for a fully five minutes. It, kept, it went off and on. It disappeared. It came back. It disappeared. It came back. There was no rain. And it was just like this incredible moment, and it felt as if... Mother Earth, nature was showing that natural rhythm and pulse of herself. Yes, yes. And the only reason you could notice that is because that is who you are. That's why you have resonance. So in some ways, that was a oneness experience then? Oh, 100%. (laughs) But also, you know, it's just very ordinary. Oneness is also ordinary and extraordinary. I mean, just when we savor a really good soup or cold water sliding down our throat on an incredibly hot day, that's oneness. So as you say, so people's expectations for themselves are way too high in that sense. Well, you know, thought likes to make a file on oneness, and, and thought has terribly high standards. Yes. We've only got a few minutes left, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, I think, what you and I would both consider the most important aspect of all of this, which is the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, once again, humility, which is who we all are, will innocently allow all the projections thought has about each one of our unique embodiments. Now, thought... um, Thought usually files away um, deficiencies. It never really um, honors the preciousness of what is already. So if people could just 
really honor themselves. And first we start with honoring the fact that the body is so resilient yeah, and sensitive. And we can honor that we love what we love. And we can honor the bright, shiny intelligence of the mind and the natural creativity and can honor resonance. And after a while, you just kind of return back to this natural loving of yourself, which is the substratum of everything. And then we start to see love everywhere, that love is animating everything, and that it's all that is. And in terms of uh, what is taking place on the planet today, and in terms of this mass awakening and this uh, awareness that people are gaining and gathering, do you have a sense of how this is unfolding and going to unfold? Well, it's a spontaneous moment-to-moment happening, but life itself in the human tribe is just throwing off of its veils and limitations and limiting beliefs. And it's, it's just in a divine mood of, of big yes and um, uncontainment and celebration. So we don't have to do anything to help it along, but the more we honor within and the more compassionate we are within, the more we feed it, the unfoldment. One of the uh, classic challenges that people face when, when we talk about this in, in this way is the concern about their livelihood, their security, their finances, and it's all very well doing this stuff, but where's the money going to come from? Right. What, what's your response to that? Well, what we'll notice about human prosperity is that it comes and goes. Anything human is going to be subject to the opposite. So I like inviting friends to invoke divine prosperity, which doesn't come or go. And that's the the nature of an apple tree or the nature of oxygen, the nature of water. So you can just say inside, divine prosperity is welcome here when you're in a quiet space. And if doubt moves, just thank it because it's just another app. Yes, let's talk about doubt uh, for a moment because that's another one of the, it's one of the more subtle uh, barriers that we have, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's one of our instruments of limitation. So again, when that awareness of doubt comes in, how do we move through that? Yeah, well, usually we want to try and change it or fix it, but then it'll contract to defend itself. But if you honor it, it's actually a um, helpful function if you leave the house, doubt will arise, do you have your keys? It's a helpful function in that area. If it moves to doubt the the potentiality within, that's when you know to just thank it and invite it to rest. So, in fact, each of the processes we've talked about, um, whether we're talking about the body or the mind, come down to the same ultimate way of dealing with it, which is to embrace it and invite it to relax and, and have that beautiful, gentle, kind, compassionate approach with it. Absolutely. Because it, it'll trust the the in-house sage, so to speak, which is the heart that we, <laughs> we all The in-house are. sage, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
So we're coming to the end of the, the show, and I just want to give you the opportunity, Pamela, of, of saying a few final words, whatever comes, uh, comes into your heart, to, to close the show to our listeners. Well, I'd have to say one of my teachers, Robert Adams, he would start his satsangs with, you are not who you appear to be, you are divine. And then also I would add, nothing is what it appears to be. Everything is divine. Now we have to sit with something a little bit longer, you know, and soothe any opposition until we can notice this sparkling presence that animates everything. But by all means, I would just really invite everybody to bow to themselves, because that breaks all the spells. Wow. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I love that, to soothe the opposition. Because <laughs> yeah. it's what the opposite to what we tend to immediately begin to do, isn't it? Right. Yeah, that's part of the conditioning. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, Pamela, this has been a, a wonderful time spent with you. I really, really appreciate what you've had to say and, and certainly challenging our listeners in a way to uh, to see things differently, but at the same time, uh, with an absolutely glorious outcome to come if they indeed uh, embrace what you have said, which I really, really appreciate. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Peter. So my guest next week will be Derek Mills, and he'll be discussing the 10-second philosophy which turned his life around from deep despair into wonderful success. I hope you've enjoyed today's show with Pamela Wilson www.pamelasatsang.com is her website if you wish to make uh, your connection. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I, I certainly have myself and have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.